show. <laughs> it's been, been so long, like, you know, one would forget. Hi, welcome to Surviving the Ground. This is the podcast where we finally get a little bit of uh, sports back in our life. Maybe, uh, in, at least in some countries anyway, we're not quite full on full staff in America yet. But um, we do get a little opening uh, brightness into our life. You can feel the sun shining in on hmm. you. I'm with you with my father, of course, uh, Joseph Vedante. Welcome back. Thank you. Thrilling Hairless, to be back. Hopefully you good. stay back. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, that's uh, better than I did so, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, so the first thing I want to touch on, of course, is uh, while we've been in the, the quarantine, we've we've watched our beloved Liverpool finally... Uh, lock in their bid to hoist the Premier League Cup over their heads um, with uh, with Chelsea's win over Manchester City. Um, first time in in the history of the franchise that they get to lift the Premier League trophy. It's been about 30 years. Um, was really glad they were able to do it before they before they called the season off from COVID yeah. in a, in, a, in a couple games. But um, yeah, no, I mean I know you and me are not. We're not lifers or anything like that, but <laughs> it's to, still fans enough to for it to be a, a a nice thing to see. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as you point out, I think it was their nineteenth time that they've won the league title, but the first since it's been called the Premier League yeah. has been, like I say, it's been exactly thirty years. It was in nineteen ninety they last won, and so huge win. You know, I mean, they're far away from like what the Cubs had done with their hundred eight year drought, but still, it was is beginning to. A lot of people were starting to talk about it. So <laughs> it was good to good to hear about them winning. The only thing that was kind of disappointing, it, it's really a, an ant, you know, on a molehill, but uh, is they got clobbered by Manchester City a couple of days ago, I think four to nothing. So that put a little damper. But uh, that game could have well, been very much different. if uh, they, had, they had a couple of, of prime scoring opportunities. If they would have got a goal or two, I think, in that first 10, 15 minutes, it would have been a very different game. You know, I had missed that game. I didn't. I wasn't sure if they had kind of put a B squad out there and were deciding that this is no. essentially what they did, or if they were even if the, even if all the big names were out there. I'm not 100 percent sure they were all 110 percent in at yeah. all times too, though. So yeah, um, I, I, it wasn't like 100 percent sense of urgency, but they did have the starting lineup out there, and uh, seriously, they had a couple of. Uh, really near misses uh, yeah. on an open net. It was a tough shot, but an open net, uh, Sal hit the post on one, and then there was another one where Firmino on a rebound, he couldn't quite get it past the goalie on a wide open net. But if they had scored one or both those goals, I think it would have been a very different game. But, you know, it ended up happening with 0-0. And then a City player, and it was even the commentator said it wasn't a penalty, but Liverpool got called for a penalty in the box, so there was a penalty yeah. shot and a score. And then... It just kind of went downhill from then. I think they kind of oh, yeah. lost faith after that. Well, but Manchester City is obviously trying to make a statement for next year. So, But, the, but yeah. the big news is, as you say, they won the title. It's fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, prospects are high for next year. I think everyone's going to be back. Everyone's young. Yeah. I mean, that's the main thing I think I'd want to I'd want to touch on is, um, well, you, saw, you see the Cubs win the World Series. And obviously they didn't win it running away the way – no. Uh, Liverpool is taking this, but but um, yeah, obviously you saw all of that kind of fall apart in years afterwards. Um, 
with yep. Mangle, I think, for Liverpool, obviously, with the way they showed out this year, people are talking about how silent their free agency is really going to be, you know, in the later summer or when, you know, when the season does actually end. Um, really more about just holding the team together at this point. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. Think, you know, yeah. that, that's the key. Obviously, injuries will be the second key. Yeah. Um, they were kind of lucky they didn't have really any, any major injuries for a real long period of time. You know, Allison, the goalie, was out for a while, but uh, for the most part, they stayed pretty healthy. And you see that of most teams that win championships. Yeah. I remember, you know, I've talked about the Chicago Bears of 1985, and what's really often overlooked is the fact that it was a little short of miraculous how few serious injuries they had. I mean, Jim McMahon being out for a few weeks was by far the biggest injury they had. But other than that, for for a game of contact like that, they were remarkably healthy. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I mean, as, yeah, as somebody is, who only has really seen the 85 Bears in highlights, you, you never see any major players missing, really. You know, no. it, it is one of those things where there, there's, there aren't really games where there's no Peyton, there's no, you know, their defensive players, all the key ones are still there, you know. So that, that will be a big question for them going forward, but it's good to know that realistically, as long as they're really... The main intention is that everyone should be there in in main line, you know, the main line group and everything. And then it should be able to hold it together for them. I, I think so. And plus, you know, you just really the key to uh, thirdly is the, the, the handful of just superlative players. I mean, the guy who holds it all together, you don't hear a lot about it, is Virgil van Dyke. Yeah. He holds the whole defense together. The goalie, of course, the Allison, Allison Becker, very good. And then the three strikers up front. Uh, obviously are critical so you know you yeah. probably could you probably could lose one of the three maybe for a while with injury but uh i, I the future looks bright uh yeah. I, I think they'll get their you know they get their motivation back next year you get a fresh season uh it'll it'll be back but um, yeah. yeah what they've accomplished yeah they didn't get they didn't get an undefeated season which everybody wanted but uh, what they did was remarkable. And I think it was a new yeah. record. They said that a team clinched a Premier League title with seven games left in the season. It yeah. was a record. Yeah. yeah, I don't have anything else to touch up on it if you want to leave it there. Yeah, like I said, the future is bright. So, uh, you know, we went in uh, Liverpool. Uh, I don't know how many fans we have here in the States, but those games, you know, those games on the NBC Sports Channel, they must be getting some ratings. It's been on for several years now, so I think there's some fans of the Premier League here. It's growing. Yeah. Well, now on to hockey. I know we've got a few things over here. Uh, my father, of course, being a, a fair correspondent for for such things. Uh, what's the word on the ice for 2020? Well, right now it looks like uh, they're uh, trying to wrap up a new six-year uh CBA with a new restart plan, you know, collective bargaining agreement, mm-hmm. uh, has been finalized, but it's supposed to be imminent, according to all reports, which should be uh, great news for hockey fans. And uh, if we do follow the, the CBA, it looks like training camps would open by July 13th. And uh, as you know, the plan right now is to have two hub cities mm-hmm. to try to protect the players and the staff. They would, uh, one in the east and one in the west, and so you, your team would report to one of these hubs by July 26th. So then you have a little bit of practice. And then hopefully games will start on August 1st and continue on until maybe the first week or so of October. Okay. Um, as you know, they're taking the top 12 teams from each conference 
and allowing their season to continue. So there's seven teams whose season is over. It will not, it will not continue <laughs> on. And the, in Chicagoland here, of course, we're lucky. The Blackhawks were the 12th best team in the Western Conference, so they made it by the skin of their teeth. So it would be kind of funny if uh, if they made some hay you know, on this this uh, second-chance opportunity. Now, right now, uh, the Hub Cities has not been announced, but according to some internal reports, looks like uh, if this report's right, strange enough, they're both going to be in Canada. <laughs> looks like it's probably going to be yeah. Toronto in the east and Edmonton in the west. And uh, I only say strangely only because the overwhelming majority of teams uh, are in the U.S., and you'd think there might be some legal complications about having them both in yeah. Canada, but... My guess is that probably for legal reasons, it's probably easier to have them both in the same country. So if you're going to have one in Canada, you probably need to have the other one in Canada so going back and forth. But I will say once again, you know, our overarching theme, that that old devil, the coronavirus. Uh, yeah. So far, 26 players have tested positive. And once again, you just you hope it's not similar to baseball and basketball. You hope it doesn't uh, tip the cart before... We even get the first game in. Obviously, the coronavirus is is expanding, and obviously, you've seen debates all over the news as far as the reasons why. Yeah. I know we are doing more testing; that's true. But the key statistic is the percent of positive tests divided by total tests is really on the rise, and that's that's something that you can't really argue against. Uh, that yeah. that's growing. In fact, Florida just reported, uh, gosh, was over 1,100 new cases yesterday. So. And they're not the only ones. I think 40 of the 50 yeah. states, 40 of the 50 states are actually have coronavirus ca- new cases on the rise as far as a rate. Yeah. So it's it's uh, so we'll have to see. I want to stay positive, uh, but baseball I think is doing or hockey I should say is doing the right thing by trying to keep these guys more or less in kind of a bubble, uh, trying to keep them safe and their staffs, and uh, hopefully it'll be like like the soccer leagues like we see in Europe and uh, keep keep them safe. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I have nothing on it. I lost track. Well, the only thing I was going to touch upon, and this is a very, this is a, still a very important topic, is uh, you mentioned. We mentioned the uh, possible name changes, and yeah. we mentioned they like the Cleveland Indians and the Redskins. But one team that uh, probably not going to change their name and really not as much under fire, just a few stray bullets. Yeah, is the Chicago Blackhawks right here in our hometown. And the difference is, this is a very important difference, is the contrary to popular belief, Blackhawks is not a tribe. You know, they're not named after a tribe of Native Americans. They're actually named in honor of an individual, a man, yes. Chief Blackhawk. <clears throat> he was the chief back in the late 1700s of the Sauk tribe, S-A-U-K, Sauk tribe. And so it's a little bit different when you're honoring a man, I think it's different than you know, and you're naming yourself after a, a tribe or something like that, then I think that's kind of a poor taste. Well, I think people usually don't even understand that, like, even even if it was after a tribe, it's, it's one thing, but it's, I mean, Indians is already, for Cleveland, uh, Indians is already a term that is, is, is a white-appointed term from racism beginnings in the beginning. And then you talk about Redskins. Redskins is just an offensive term in the yeah. beginning. Even yeah. if Blackhawks was a tribe, you know, at least it is a real historical group of people, and that's what they were called, or whatever. Or like you said, in this case, it's a person. It's an actual person, you know. Yeah. And the reality is, it's you only you don't change it 
we can't change it. You're not going to change everything just because there's some indigenous past to it. I mean, you only want to change things, you know, if they have racial connotations to them. Yeah. And the reality is, even the even their designs of the chief for them, they're not they're not cartoony and you know and a goofy looking characters and stuff, you know, or whatever. They, I mean, it's it's a fairly accurate depiction. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, as much as you can with a drawing, you know, with a with a with a cartoonish style of drawing to make it real. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, I just yeah. thought I get I just thought I give that update because there obviously yeah. all is a huge story right now and we will continue to be. Yeah. Uh, about these different teams, it doesn't look like. In fact, the Blackhawks, to their credit, over in recent decades, this has been going on for a long time. They've actually reached out to the Sauk tribes, and they've really had a lot of positive reaffirmation. From them, that yeah. yeah, they appreciate, you know, honoring one of their leaders. Yeah. So yeah, I have a few. You always have a few stray people that want to throw out everything, you know. But yeah, uh, for the most part, I think I think the Blackhawks probably will will probably stay with their name, and they take a lot of pride. Yeah. In that and name. I think they, and yeah, I think they should. I would. I would that's my my thought on it. All right. But, good. Yeah, so where we are with hockey. That's hockey. Cool. So, uh, happy 4th of July, everybody, uh, here on Surviving the Ground. We're, uh, we're not completely unaware of this thing called baseball out there. Uh, one thing you, <laughs> you might not know about my, my father is that he's uh, a lot more into uh, the baseball news than me, so I think he's got some updates for us. So, what's, uh, what's, what's kicking on the baseball scene? Well, obviously a lot depends on how the... Coronavirus, uh, what the coronavirus does and allows us. But right now, baseball is scheduled to start actual play uh, either July 23rd or 24th, still to be decided. And um, you know, teams uh, obviously are practicing, uh, and uh, the issue is going to be the coronavirus. Just heard the four Atlanta Braves tested positive, and uh, I think. in total, there's about 31 players, at least that we know about, that have tested positive. So that's really the key. The big headline, you're going to hear this about other sports as well, but the key headline, the kind of over, the overarching theme is is the coronavirus because it's one thing to have a schedule, which is great, and you want to start playing, but yeah, you know, as soon as uh, one or two players on a team get the virus, you know, we're going to see what's going to happen because one thing they are doing right in all these leagues is, is they're always saying safety first. You know, the players and yeah. staff safety first. So that's great. So when somebody comes down with it, though, which is inevitable, you know, we'll have to see what they're going to do, what kind of quarantining process they're going to do. You quarantine just a player or, you know, everyone you came in contact with, the whole team. But, you know, that's obviously what impacts schedules greatly. Yeah, I know they had been talking about possibly uh, the last time I had saw in negotiations, uh, Major League Baseball had turned down a, a 70 game season is that do they have they actually reached any kind of uh tipping point as far as how many games they're hoping to get in yeah yeah it's going to be a 60 game season like say virus uh, allowed and I, I think with the negotiations and once again this is going to be a common theme uh, with hockey and nba is that the problem you get into is when you have a fractional season is the players want that fraction of their salary so yeah. You know, rough and tough if baseball, if you're playing, 
a little over a third of the season, or uh, the normal season, 162 games. If you're playing a little over a third of the season, the player wants a little over a third of his salary. Yeah. But the owners are saying, well, wait a minute. You know, we're not going to have any fans come to these games, or maybe very yeah. few. So we're going to lose all that revenue. So they're trying to, you see the common themes, they're trying to partner with the players associations of these leagues and try to get some concessions. And it hasn't really worked very well. So yeah. So what they've yeah. done is the baseball players will get their percentage of the season, 60 divided by 162. But what the owners kind of got a little bit of what they wanted is rather than playing 81 games, they're only going to play 60. So at least their salary payouts, you know, fairly minimal. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of players already that have been uh, opting out, been uh, been issuing, you know, at least the thought out process out there that some people could actually opt out of the season if they don't want to agree. What's the what's the general impact of that? Do you think that's a widespread thing, or do you think that's something yeah. that might be kind of contained it's, within a few examples? Well, right now, like you say, there's just a handful of people, but once again, I mean, once the coronavirus strikes, I mean, it's inevitable. I mean, this is not a criticism at all. It's just it's inevitable. It's science. They get these guys together in training camp, or when they start playing games, uh, they're going to be. You know, there might be some fans around. You know, people are going to get it, yeah. and so once people start getting it, to your point, will a bunch of other players think about it and say, "Gee, you know, maybe I don't want to play that badly." And so we'll have to see. Uh, I yeah. think there might be a lot more apt outs. And once again, to the credit of all the leagues, uh, baseball, uh, football, hockey, basketball, they they there's no penalty. They can apt yeah. out. And there's no hard feelings or anything people understand. So yeah. stay with safety first. And uh, yeah. I think we'll be okay. Right, right now, the players who have opted out, you know, just a handful, it's, it's not going to yeah. impact the season that much. But, yeah. but it could be a lot more, I guess, is the point. Yeah. Well, I guess the last thought I want to put on here anyway, unless you've got something directly on it, is uh, uh, what's your general your general thought on uh, the, the condition of baseball this year, whether or not. They should even, you know, I know we were just, we've been talking about in other sports, you're going to hear a lot of the, you know, how far are you going to get before you're just going to have to cancel it again kind of thing. Right. Uh, do you think baseball is capable of, of holding it down? Well, it's going to be awfully tough. Now, the sports that have actually started and are several weeks along, uh, the uh, golf, the professional uh, golf uh, tour, mm -hmm. and um as we mentioned Liverpool, you know, the, the soccer leagues in Europe. Now, those have been going on for several weeks now. But what they've had to do is they almost have to put those guys almost in a, like a, a bubble. Yeah. You know, they're all together. And, and it makes it tough because they're away from their families for many weeks at a time. So that's almost what you have to do with something like baseball. Uh, now, they, yeah. they do, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. They do plan on doing something like that with hockey. Yeah. But not, but not with baseball. So baseball... I think there's a lot more possibility of, of people contracting the virus. Now, you know, this is an anecdotal aside. I saw that Tommy Hadovy, the pitching coach of the Cubs, had gotten COVID and was very ill. And he's only 38 yeah. years old, and he was able to survive, and he's actually in the camp uh, now. But uh, basically 1.2% of, of the staff and players tested positive. So it's, you know, yeah. it, it can okay. I found this on the web for Hayes. <laughs> Shut up! It can only it can it can only grow worse. So it's not to paint a dim picture, you know. But I th I think we're really flying in uncharted territory. I think there's a very yeah. distinct possibility that baseball may not even get to its first game, or maybe uh, it does get called off after a week or two because of the safety first. 
you know, which is a proper yeah. thing to do. Yeah, I would agree. All right, did you have anything else you wanted to touch up on on that specifically, or did you want to move to hockey or whatever? I forgot what you had next. Well, the other thing I want to talk about, which actually is very important, yeah. uh, is potential name changes yeah. of teams. Yeah, the big one in baseball, of course, is the Cleveland Indians. Uh, obviously, the Indians have been under fire for decades for their their nickname. And I think what really hurt the Indians a lot, too, is, and they've done away with it now, but for decades they had a really goofy-looking yeah. you know, caricature of a Native American on their yeah. caps. They finally got rid of that that thing. So now it's kind of interesting. I, I predict that... Uh, them and, and we'll get to them in football, probably the Redskins as well. I think they will end up changing their names. Yeah. Uh, maybe even before the season starts. And what's interesting is uh, people are trying to speculate what names they might be. Well, so, yeah. So for the Indians, for example, one of the names I thought was intriguing was the Spiders. <laughs> There's very few teams that that's have pretty, the nickname of spiders. It's very un, underutilized. To be fair, and, it's pretty, that's pretty terrifying, to be <laughs> to be honest. That's a pretty terrifying process. Yeah. I mean, it may not be physically real big, but most people are yeah. afraid of spiders. But what's interesting is, is that there was a Cleveland team named the Cleveland Spiders. Mm. In the 1890s, uh, there was a team in the, in the uh, National League called the Cleveland Spiders. Now, they're not the same as the Indians, but... So it won't be the first time. In fact, the Indians, a little-known fact uh, by people of today, but you know, we talked about it. When you were in the 1800s or the early 1900s, hard to believe, but most of the team nicknames, not all, but most of the team nicknames were very unofficial. It's usually the newspapers yeah. that came yeah. up with it. So that's why you had, like, you know, the old name of the Brooklyn Dodgers was the Bums, you know, just because they, they stunk, you know. So, um, But so the same thing with Cleveland, Believe it or not, there in the early 1900s, the Indians' first name, they were just called the Naps, the Cleveland Naps. And that wasn't because they, they slept, but it was actually because of their, their star player. Their star player's name was Napoleon LaJoy, Nap LaJoy. He was their, their leader, their captain, and uh, he was the early competitor of Ty Cobb. Uh, still to this day, he has the highest... It wins some bar bets here. If you want to ask who has the highest, in modern baseball history, which is 1900 to the present, who has the highest batting average in a season? It's not Ty Cobb, uh, but it's Napla Joy, 426 in 1901. Just got his toenails over the line with that one to get into the <laughs> modern age. But, but in the early 1900s, he was Ty Cobb's principal competitor every year yeah. for the batting crown. But his name's kind of gotten forgotten, but Napla Joy is in the Hall of Fame. and uh, So it might be... Maybe the Cleveland Naps could come back. But some other good ones are uh, the Fellers, after Bob Feller, maybe. This one is good, the Rockers, because you got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there. Yeah. The Crows, there's not enough Crow names <laughs> in sports. One, I, I kind of weird, but but at one time it works, it's the Blue Sox, Cleveland Blue Sox, or just the Blues, the Cleveland yeah. Blues. So there's some good ones. I kind of like the Spiders, so. The spiders, yeah. You don't and, see that enough, you know, <laughs> and that's pretty terrifying. Yeah, it'll strike some fear. <laughs> but these are, you know, in this day and age, those are those nicknames are going to be, uh, and we can come back to the Blackhawks later on when we talk about hockey next, but <laughs> but they're a little bit under fire as well, but not, not like well, Cleveland. Well, I was going to say, the, the, the reality is that, yeah, I'll, I'll say more about it at the time, but yeah. 
All right. Here we go. The moment we've all been waiting for. The 2020 NFL season that will be completely uninterrupted in just the way you remember it, right? <laughs> no. Um, so, as usual, the, the, the overarching uh, theme here of everything is COVID, how it, how it touches everybody. Um, so, the NFL attempting to continue the 2020 season, and obviously I know that they've talked about um, they've now agreed to shortening the preseason games to two, and before we know it, it's it's going to be no preseason games at all because they're going to want to jump in and start giving us regular season play so we don't think about how many people are getting COVID-19 on the field. But hmm. um, So you've got that, you know, with the thoughts about um, is the NFL, the way that a lot of owners talk, you start to hear things that sound almost like if someone were to die from it, the NFL would just keep going. You know, there's so many of them that they, they, you know, what it, what is determining acceptable risk or loss for something as powerful as the NFL, especially in America. Um, so they talk about like, what is acceptable risk? How, where do social distancing outside of football and the game itself intersect? I know they're talking about new helmets to possibly help guard from, you know, no, like you, know, you can't really put a mask on or whatever, but trying to uh, fit helmets with something to help not spreading it directly. Um, flu season coming up, along with the second wave that's supposed to come around to the more general public, um, and possibly like how people are so used to free agent movings with taking on uh, new roster spots. You know, someone too many people get hurt, you just grab a free agent and you put him in. Well, he hasn't been quarantining for two weeks. You know, so what's the process with that? So wondering if maybe they put together like an extra group of people that a pool of people that can be picked from, you know, that a team nine, as the XFL calls it, they used to have another team that basically practiced all the time and was ready to fill a role whenever they were needed. Um, there's a lot of stuff just going on in the NFL right now. And I think the, where does where do where do you stand on the some of the craziness that they're talking about? You know, can can they even get through a season, let alone can they do it? You know, are are they willing? What is acceptable risk when you're the NFL? Yeah, that, those are all very excellent questions, and unfortunately, no one has the magical answer for sure. But it's kind of like these other sports we've been talking about. You know, football most of all is a being contact sport. Uh, you're going to have a lot of people yeah. in proximity to each other, similar to hockey, I guess, and, you know, even basketball for that matter. Uh, so, you know, what they've tried to do is they've, they've already, uh, the owners have already pitched the idea of canceling two of the four preseason games, and the players, uh, not surprisingly, actually have rejected it. And they say they want all four games to be canceled. So yeah. we may not have any preseason. They'll just have some some extra, you know, they'll probably have a delayed start to practice, and then they'll just practice all the way up till game one as a possibility. But it's the same thing because it's a contact sport, and, and, and it's inevitable. I mean, there's there's 53 people on the yeah. roster. Plus, you've got, you know, some on the, 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 uh, the practice squad. Well, heck, I mean, like I say, we know some people are going to get it. And then, you know, once again, they'll be, you know, what do we do? Do we isolate the player? Do we uh, everyone you came in contact with, the whole team? You know, so I, I think you kind of have to hold your breath that, uh, that we get through. But I think they will air. To answer your, uh, your last question, I think they will, like the other sports, they'll go to safety first. Yeah. Uh, 
obviously for the for the human element of it, and but also I mean there's a lot of money invested in these players. Uh, you certainly wouldn't want anything to happen to them from a financial standpoint. So I, I think even the owners, you know, we think of them as you know, they're greedy, you know, money loving guys. But I think that their their interest would be in with keeping their players safe as well as for the human element, uh, which is the which is the primary reason. Yeah. But yeah, hold your breath. I. I my, if I had to make a prediction, I'll say they'll give it all it's worth because a lot of money at stake. And the NFL has the NFL has a huge advantage over the other leagues. The NFL is the only league where their primary source of money is the TV revenue. So yeah. even though they'll probably play with very few fans in the stands, or maybe none, uh, yeah, they'll lose a little bit of money. But the TV revenue is the real big thing, more so than you know baseball and. And hockey, yeah, they got TV contracts, but they're they're primarily uh, you know, primary revenue is from fans in the stands. Yeah, well, let's let's hold on to our hopes that they're able to put some kind of safe season together. Right, yeah, but they're but they're, that's they're all, gonna, that's, yeah. yeah, I was going to just say one thing: they're not going to be in a bubble though. They're not going to be in a bubble, yeah. so that's yeah. as far as I know, they're going to be playing with the exception of there might not be fans in the stands. Everything's going to be the same, so. That could change, but I, I just think it's it's going to be uh, very iffy to to get through a whole season. I really would would question whether they get through a whole season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my only thought about that was just I mean, I don't want to keep spurring on the point, but it's one of those things where you're just like, you know, will they just drag themselves kicking and screaming, you know, through <laughs> the season? Even if, you know, whatever they have to do, unless like you lose, you know, you lose a very large batch of people, either just they fall super ill and you lose all your, you lose a ton of players. Or if you do actually lose a lot of players, a lot of owners were talking about how, unless there was an actual law in place, I mean, uh, the Raiders owner was talking about how he's expecting to fill the stands. You know, I mean, um, it's, it's one of those things where they're, they're talking about, you know, unless literally the government was to force you to shut down, you know. And then I think they'd just move it somewhere else. They'd just play all their games in Canada <laughs> or something. Whoever would be willing to take their money, wow. I guess. That's interesting, yeah. You always, like I say, you're always going to have a, a, a maverick owner or, yeah. you know, maverick player. But it's one thing I say has really impressed me is during this whole COVID crisis is that, uh, these leagues have not played with their players and staff's health. I mean, when this became an issue back in mid-March, uh, immediately, like baseball came out and said they were going to delay the season, and almost immediately, just within a couple of weeks, both hockey and basketball uh, suspended their seasons. I mean, there wasn't really any any delay, and that's that is one thing. But I think they are motivated. I think the key is they're motivated by both humanistic reasons as, as well as, as financial reasons. You have to look at the long-term health of these games. Um, it's probably not, fortunately, it's not, unlike real business, there's probably not very many owners that would be bankrupted if a season was lost. I don't think that would be that would happen. But uh, that is one thing that we have to remember. I don't think you're going to take many risks. I think you start getting some players getting affected. A lot of players, I think, like to your point earlier, I think a lot of players are going to start reacting differently if they see a bunch of teammates getting infected. They're not going to come out there either. Yeah, exactly. But, so I'm not I'm not really worried about them running this thing into the ground, despite yeah. you know some of these uh, renegade uh, owners <laughs> or players. Wild I, West, I Wild West gonna, over here. Ironically, he's going to be out in Las Vegas this year, right? Isn't this the year they're making the move? So that's going to be so. one of the 
and not now, but it, it will be one of the hot spots now that they've opened up the casinos again. Uh, <laughs> so we'll have to see what happens. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. That's all you got. That's good. Okay. Stop that one.